Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Here's what's going on in the NHL tonight. Second period, Sabres and Bruins tied 1-1. Ducks up 1-0 on the Panthers. Pittsburgh leading the Islanders 2-1. And it's a 2-2 tie early in the second between the Flyers and the Hurricanes. Also early in the second frame, Red Wings and Columbus tied 1-1. Flames and Blues, Canucks and Predators just getting underway. Several more games still to come, including the Oilers and the Kings. We have it right here on 6.30. Ched will transition into the face-off show at 7. The game starts at 8.30. Defenseman Adam Larson will return to the Oilers lineup. Well, I'm ready for for game action now, but um, obviously we'll we'll take a couple couple days to get back into the speed and and all that kind of stuff. So it's... um, I mean, you have to play games to to get into it. So that's uh, that's been our focus the whole time. All right, Adam Larson. More from him. You'll hear from head coach Dave Tippett, Bob Stoffer, Rob Brown, John Shannon, Nick Nixon from the Kings broadcast booth. All coming up between seven and eight thirty. The Grey Cup, of course, in Calgary on Sunday. And I'm pleased to be joined in studio by a couple of guys who lifted the Grey Cup as members of the 1993 Edmonton Eskimos. They're already very chatty. <laughs> Sorry. Former punter Glenn Harper. Glenn, good to that. see you again. Thank you. Nice to see you. And uh, a guy who's a semi-regular here on Inside Sports, the one and only Jed Roberts. Jed, good to see you again. It's good to be back. Thanks for having me. Jed, is Glenn Harper the toughest kicker you ever played with? Um, Glenn Harper has the greatest trick knee of any punter I've ever <laughs> that's played That's pretty with. true. Yes, it's, that's, it's that's very true. And how does this work? I wish we had video of that. You know what? We're on the radio, so, so it probably can't. won't work. No. As well. Can yeah. you, what, so what, what happened or what would you do? <laughs> well, Glenn made a bet with Larry Rock that he wouldn't do this, this particular, he can do this thing with his knee where it looks like he broke his knee, like it, the just, sideways. It just looks like it's it not right. Your kicking leg? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And Larry bet him that he wouldn't do it in a game. It was yeah. a televised game. And he said, he, he bit, challenge he bit, accepted. Well, right? yeah, he, so. he, he bit me $100 that I wouldn't do, do it during a game. And I said, no problem. Next yeah. time I get knocked over, I'll walk off the field like that. Now, Larry is on punt cover like Jed is. Okay. So we're playing in Hamilton, and I got knocked down, and I went, oh, wait a tick. hundred bucks. <laughs> I'm supposed to do my trick knee and get a hundred bucks off Larry. So I start doing my trick knee, and I'm walking off the field. And if you know Iverwind Stadium, it has a dugout. And Giz was on the sidelines, and he saw me walking like this, and it made him throw up. <laughs> and, and it was so funny. And, and he's like, oh, and he's just beside himself. And, and Larry Ruck came off the field. I go, you owe me 100 bucks. He goes, for what? I said, I did my trick knee walking off the field. He goes, he goes, and Larry goes, no way, you didn't do it. I said, oh, yeah? Ask Giz. <laughs> 
<laughs> the only bad thing was is he puked all over a dugout. So <laughs> yeah, clean. Well, there was enough room up. down there. Yeah. <laughs> so you you could make your knee look like it was like basically destroyed. Yeah, basically like it's it it's just not right. Like it. But it but there was no pain involved or no um, anything. Not till I reached fifty something years of age. <laughs> then you stop doing the trick. Yeah, then yeah. you don't do it anymore. So did, did any opponents think like, oh my God, Harper's done? I don't or, know. I don't, know. I was just hoping there's no pick other it up. vomit that I, you noticed. You know what? I just wish they would. You know, let's run that back. What what did Glenn Harper just do on the way off yeah. the field? But you know yeah, what? I back in those days, those those announcers and stuff, they punched a right. clock and. Well, that was back when they only televised like seven games. So yeah, not even yeah. been on TV. Yeah. Yeah. So. Did you draw a penalty on the play? Like no, not at all. Okay. I don't usually draw penalties. In fact, that used to tick off our coaches because it probably could have gotten us first down. But I was a believer in not flopping or anything. So I mean, if you're going to knock me down, you're literally going to knock me down. Right. So I guess I am the toughest kicker you you've are. probably ever you're played. You're up there. Yeah, toughest yeah. kicker you ever played with. There, yeah, there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, yep. What was uh, what was when you guys played together? What was your relationship like? Did you get to know each other very well? I mean, well, I yeah, we took showers together. The kickers, we did. I've seen him naked. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's great. Let's tweet that out. There's the quote of the night. Yeah. I've seen him naked. Yeah. Robertson Harper. Yes, more more times than I care to admit. Uh, <laughs> anyway. But the kickers have. There's this reputation that the kickers are always off on their own, doing their little technical golf swing type routine, and, oh. and they're hard to. They're, they're, it's hard for them to make friends with the with the other players. <laughs> you know what? I did okay. Because I mean, I was small. I mean, I'm 30 pounds heavier now yeah, you're than when way, I Way when I bigger played. now than you were when you. Oh played. yeah, I'm yeah. buffed. But um, I like to use the word diced. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, so so I used to get in the face of a lot of the guys that were really big and stuff, and just be goofy all the time. Because what are they going to do? Beat me up? Like yeah. So, so they, so was, they just kind of accepted they me that like way, fool, right? Yeah. yeah. So what he's trying to say is that he was so thin and so skinny that the, the guys couldn't take him seriously, so they just laughed at him, right? <laughs> That's so they, true. If he were to do that in now, fact, they probably would take him up on it. In right? fact, I think Giz used to call call me the bone dude. He'd go, oh, you know that guy, you know that bone thing structure that they had in biology class that hung on that thing? <laughs> That's hard. Skeleton? Yeah, class. the skeleton thing. But he, he, he called, didn't know what it was but a Giz, skeleton. But Giz called it the bone dude. <laughs> so, so you were the bone dude? I was the bone yeah. dude. Yeah. 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 Well, at least he had a name for you, even if it wasn't your actual <laughs> well, name. True. Did you guys, uh, how many, uh, how many, because, you know, Rob Brown does the hockey with me. Yeah. And he says you rarely actually call the guy by his name. Harp. I call him Harp. Oh. So it close. At yeah. least you knew his name. Yeah. Sam man yeah. called me the Harpinator all yeah. the time. Harpinator. Yeah. Uh, I used to get a lot of different things, but mm-hmm. yeah, Harp and. Did you ever have a teammate that you maybe didn't know his name? You just knew the nickname, and that that kind of stuck. And then if it came to his real name, you were stuck. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's going back a lot guys, of years right? to figure that one out, mm-hmm. but. Um. I can't think of one. Jed, what was yours? Were you like Robbie? Or Jed Rock. Jed, just Jed Rock? Yeah. Jed Rock, yeah. That Jethro. Was, Jethro. That was, used to, uh, Harp used to call me Jethro. I still call him Jethro. Jethro, yeah. Harp and I used to Bodine. sit next to each other in the special teams meetings and <laughs> make fun of the special teams coach. Oh, that's Mark oh, Nelson. Come on now. Mark oh, Nelson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially, Especially when he was... And we'd when make he an was, X with our hands. Yeah, we did all kinds of... Every time he would do it, and he would say it more than once. Cause he's <laughs> we a, called them Nellyisms because he used to repeat certain enunciations of and phrases and we would have signs for them because we, right, we would hold them up we would we we do all kinds of things yeah. until one day i think i think we might have lost a game and it was probably because maybe we didn't play so well on special teams and and uh 
well, of course, we used to lean our chairs back up against the wall, and we were the cool guys on the wall. And uh, <laughs> and I and I and I used to like do voice impersonations too. So I used to be able to do Mark Nelson's voice, and I would and I would just say, especially when we're running down the sideline and uh, let's go. And he was always saying these things, and we always had something to mimic whatever it was that he was saying until one day he goes he gave me crap he he point he he called me out in the middle of a special teams meeting and I'm thinking wait a second everybody's doing this not yeah. just me and well, uh that yeah, could that, have been the day that Trent Brown and I grabbed clickers and every time he was talking we would click the clickers and then when he would turn to look we would stop and nobody <laughs> would like break their you know their their straight face, and mm-hmm. uh, so I think he finally just snapped and started yelling at Glenn because Glenn was the smallest guy in the room. So, <laughs> you guys are doing great for the studious image of football players you know who what? are intense in but, classroom study. But later on, Mark Nelson apologized for you know yeah. pointing me out. He yeah. says, "Sorry, I had to pick on you, but yeah. I had to make you an example." But you know, <laughs> we we were fortunate in that we got to play together for a long time, and uh-huh. and, and you know, good teams like that they keep their core group together, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. We knew when to have fun. We also knew when to kind of cut it back, shut it down. Yeah, right, right. And but I you guess know, the veterans set the yeah. tone for the. But you know what? Guys. When you win, you can have you more can fun. That. Yeah, yeah. You can you can do those types of things in a locker room. I remember Ron Lancaster would come around the corner, and Jed was very good at characters where he would write, draw teammates on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. And I remember Ron Lancaster would come around the corner, look at it, he go. And just give a little laugh right. and turn around and walk back out and have another cigarette. <laughs> yeah, he would always look at me and go, that's unbelievable, Jed. That's unbelievable. And they right. just walk away. Right. <laughs> but, 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 but again. But, but as you were saying, though, you, you guys both, you knew where the line was. Yeah. yeah. You, and yeah. and obviously the younger guys were probably looking to mm-hmm. when the fun turned, when it was time to shut the fun off and yeah. get to yeah. work, yeah. right? Absolutely. Well, also, if you couldn't play, they weren't going to keep you around. So, well, you know good point. I mean? it helped so if you, you helped that you good, actually had some ability. Well to have fun, but if you can't play, they're not going to keep you around. So we always kept that in mind. Well, yeah. we're going to keep you guys around for about another half hour. Thanks again for uh, for coming in. Obviously, we want to talk a little bit about uh, the 93 Grey Cup. You guys were teammates. We'll look ahead to this uh, this year's uh, Grey Cup and uh, some thoughts on this year's version of the Eskimos. Uh, again, a great first half to the season. Couldn't mm-hmm. quite uh, couldn't quite keep it going. We're in studio with Glenn Harper and Jed Roberts, Inside Sports on 630 Chat. We have our Join the Team contest. 6.30 Chet and the Oilers, courtesy of Japanese Village. So you can go to the contest page on 630Chet.com, look for Join the Team, and today's code word is TEAM. T-E-A-M. Just in case you needed the spelling. <laughs> not sure why I thought it was necessary to spell. Well, Glenn, help me. Glenn Harper said he needed the spelling, so <laughs> yeah. I'm helping at least one person. Hey, and I'm dyslexic. I mean, and that's stressful, especially around Christmas, because I get a lot of presents from Satan. <laughs> oh, my. Nice guy. That's awesome. Uh, so, so this is the promotion. This is the contest. You get to be in the Oilers team photo. You get to spend a game day at the rink with uh, me, Jack, Bob. You get to be interviewed on the Faceoff show by Rob and I. So uh, it, it, it's pretty fun. So today's word is team. Another one at 620 tomorrow. The winners announced December 9th. Glenn Harper and Jed Roberts in studio. They won the Grey Cup in 1993 in Calgary. 
yep. as members of the uh, the Empton Eskimos. Okay, so let me let me ask you guys that because last year everybody made a big deal. Calgary's going to win in Edmonton, and uh, what was it? Oh, three Edmonton won in Regina. Mm-hmm. Like, do you guys care what stadium or what city is in? Is that extra motivation? Listen, when we were in Calgary. We took Eskimo stickers and stuck them to the top of all the Stampeder stalls, and they didn't let us live that down for five years. Like, every year during Labor Day, they beat us like we owed them money, and uh, they were not impressed with that. Like, I don't know if you remember, but in 94, I think Doug Flutie threw for... I don't know, like 500 yards or something, and then Jeff Garcia came in in relief of Doug Flutie. Yeah, he was on last night. He had a yeah. six-touchdown game, his yeah, first that ever was his start. first game yeah. on Labor and Day so 90. We were like, yeah, we got this rookie, whatever. He's just some punk, right? Six touchdowns later, we're like, what the hell is this? You know, who's this kid, right? So mm-hmm. went on to play for the 49ers, right? So I guess he was all right. But, uh, yeah, it, it does It does matter. It does matter. We, we think about it, you know, and I'll tell you this. I'll even go as far as to say that this year I don't anticipate we'll see a lot of Eskimo players down in Calgary because of that because they don't want to go down there and you know you get really silly when you're playing because you don't really think about that but after you're done playing I think to myself man I wish I would have done that I wish I would have gone to other towns and gone and and enjoyed that because I didn't do that I only went when I was playing and when I wasn't playing I didn't bother traveling Um, the year first year out of being in the in in the league in 03 I did I went to Regina and I ended up uh, I think I met Tom Hanks like mm-hmm. the first or second night mm-hmm. there. Oh, I was like, right, what? Yeah. Is this Grey Cup every year? What have I been doing? Oh, like, yeah. Why didn't I go? Right? <laughs> so, and you know what? Every time I go to Grey Cup, something like that happens to me. Like, uh, I think in 2010, Marcus Allen came up here. Mm-hmm. And I right. sat at a table with him and Marcus Allen and Pinball Clemens and the curler Kevin Martin. And my wife was like more impressed with Pinball. Clemens than she was with anybody else, and she was wearing a Raider jacket. So, and she's like, "Who's this guy?" And I'm like, "Well, he actually played on the team." So, yes, and 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 the beauty um, of Grey Cups for me is it's uh, my beautiful wife Lisa's and my anniversary. Actually, this Grey Cup Sunday is going to be our 18th, which is a great hey, congratulations, number, right? man. Yeah. Great number. Great yes, number. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Um, so we actually take advantage of that, and we we plan Grey Cup trips because of our anniversary that's kind of our gift to each other to be able to go out and do these things and we i was just telling jed before we came in the studio i i've been to regina i've been to winnipeg i've been to ottawa i've been to saskatchewan i've been to calgary and 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 it's true the party every year is just as good yeah i mean it doesn't i mean because one of the things i love about the canadian football league is if you're a fan you're a Canadian Football League fan, and we and and personally, I don't care if you're a Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan, yeah. a Saskatchewan Rough Rider fan, an Ottawa Red Black fan. As long as you're a fan, mm-hmm. I, I, like I enjoy meeting the fans across the country because let's face it, we got something very unique here uh, with the Canadian Football League, and uh, I don't think you can beat the entertainment value. No, you can, and and the, the vibe is actually always really um, peaceful. You know, like if mm-hmm. you tried to do that in a Super Bowl, like the Eagles fans would probably be fighting the Giants fans. You know what I mean? Like it's very, uh, very, very territorial. <laughs> territorial, there, yes. Here it's not like that, and I'll even go so far as to say. The experience is almost transcendental because I was talking, trying to tell my wife, because my wife's never been to a Grey Cup in another city, so we're leaving tomorrow morning. We're going to drive down there at 11. Actually, my wife's going to go later because her 
best friends coming in from Toronto, and then they're going to drive down and meet us there. But she's like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, listen, Grey Cup is not like, it's like golf. Think about it that way. Don't don't grab oh, the, yeah, the yeah, club, yeah. yeah, and don't squeeze it too hard because you'll get the yips, right? Right. You just have to let it happen. And every year when I go down to the Grey Cup, something always happens. I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa, I didn't see that coming. I end up someplace or I meet someone, and I'm like, wow. You know, and you don't. I, I don't get that experience going, you know, on vacation someplace warm or whatever. Like this is this it's is the unique. great Canadian, you know, party get together. Yeah, the party. Yeah, for yeah. lack of a better word, I wanted to use a different word, but I probably shouldn't use that yeah. word on the radio. <laughs> people, people know what you people know what you mean. Yeah. Well, yeah, guy, so. I told you what happened last year with Mookie. Remember, I was in that trailer yeah. on Jasper. He's Ralph. going down there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you came in, Jay. I did. You, but I, so I, we did some shows from a trailer on Jasper Ave, and Mookie came by. He just walked up. Yeah. And Mookie and I are talking, and then some guys hammering on the sliding door to the trailer. And, and I thought this is great. Like, Mookie's got a fan, but we're gonna have to ask this guy not to, so, yeah, to move, move along, along. Move along. It's Damon Allen. <laughs> so I wave. So wave so him Jeff by. Knows yeah. this, but like Glenn, <laughs> so we wave Damon Allen in. Yeah. And I, Damon throws on a headset, and I just sit back and listen yeah. to these twenty guys minutes. Talk, they went talk yeah. about oh, awesome. play together. Yeah. Just like I'm listening to you guys now. Yeah. You got we, time to stick around, eh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Glenn yeah. Harper, Jed Robertson, Stu- at some point I will make them talk about this year's game and probably yeah. make a prediction that they're yeah. going to guarantee to be correct, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, well, we were talking about that on the way in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yep. <laughs> Back after the news. period predators lead the canucks one nothing blues lead the flames one nothing no score avalanche and the wild in the second period 2-2 detroit and columbus flyers up 3-2 in carolina 2-2 penguins and islanders anaheim leads florida 2-0 and the bruins are up 2-1 on the buffalo sabers marchand both goals for boston he now has 15 on the season oilers in la tonight seven o'clock face-off show here on 6 30 ched game at 8 30 some guests on inside sports get gift certificates to northern chicken bringing down south comfort food to edmonton with their creative take on southern classic spun with a modern twist both these gentlemen have received said gift certificates former eskimos jed roberts and glenn harper great to see you guys thanks again for coming in and uh, and being so generous with your time uh and, and your stories the the week of the gray cup <laughs> so the lead up to 93 like curfew mm-hmm. no fun or oh, did you have a night a where it was a green blessing. light? Curfew never meant anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> curfew was just a word that started with the C and ended with the W. You know, I don't. Does it? Uh, <laughs> you could say yeah, curfew, but I was, I was. My dad played in the league for seven years in CFL, and he gave me some advice. He said, "Listen, enjoy 
everything. He said, take it all in, be ready to play when it's time to play. But So I got out. I think we went down on Tuesday when we were in the Grey yeah. Cup. And the yep. first night we went out, we went into, and we were in a, I can't remember where it was. It was downtown someplace. And we were, in, we were underneath some sort of like a tent. And there was a guy in the corner playing guitar. And he was really good. <laughs> and there was supposed to be a whole bunch of people there, but there weren't. And it was just me kind of just hanging out, talking to this guy. And I didn't know who he was. But, man, he had a Stratocaster, and he was just going off. And I was, and we, he played. Then I started talking to him, and, and I said, so, hey, like, what's your name? And he goes, my name's Colin James. <laughs> I was like, what? Colin, like, the guitar player? Colin? He's like, yeah. And I said, what are you doing here? And he goes, it's the Grey Cup. Like, I came here to play the Grey Cup. And I said, why isn't anybody else here? And he goes, I don't know. You know? So we, I ended up hanging out with him for, like, an hour. So it was really cool. Like, he played all, like, why do you lie? And, you know, I just came back to say goodbye. And he played all of his, like, standards. And, and I was like, does anybody else see what I'm seeing here? This guy's amazing. You know, he opened for Stevie Ray Vaughan. And, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many things going on. There's so many things to do. There's so many people in from all over the country that you really, like, if you, if whatever you're looking for, you're going to find it there. And uh, when we were playing, um, what I would typically do is we would go out maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, and then start to kind of shut it down mm -hmm. Thursday. Maybe some of us would, would, would trickle out. I can tell you that in 96 when we were in Hamilton, there was a group of guys that went out almost all the way up until the night before the game, and that's the reason, one of the reasons why we lost the game because two guys had, three guys had alcohol poisoning. So <laughs> I won't really? name them. But yeah, many goods. Um, and uh, <laughs> we, Did you if sneeze? those guys are healthy, you might have been a different game. So I mean, it can affect you. So we, uh, I always kind of shut it down around Thursday. Figured, you know what, we're playing on Sunday. So it's enough time to kind of get everything all sort of sorted out. But some guys just couldn't get that itch scratched, no matter how hard they they uh, went right. at it. So and they would go up right up into the game. So. There's a whole bunch of people it, it in the room. It didn't help that so. Doug Flutie fumbled and they didn't call it a fumble. Yeah, and they didn't he didn't even touch the then. ball. He did fumble, and, you know, it was crazy. And not only that, but they gave him the first down. Yeah. Like he never even advanced the he ball. He gave him forward the progress. Yeah, no, he didn't crazy. have any of it, yeah. He went straight back right to Mello, yeah. and he took it for six. And Yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, that's 96, though. Yeah, that was a long time Let's ago. Let's talk about 93. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? We have the 93 Grey Cup, but, you know, if you talk to members of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, they'll tell you that that should have been their Grey Cup because Matt Dunnigan tore his Achilles. And uh, they went in there with their backup quarterback. Sammy Garza. Quarterback, right. Sammy Garza, who was uh, – that wasn't the – the, the son-in-law of the yeah. – <laughs> Yeah, it so was. was Cal GM Murphy's son-in-law. Son right, so – I don't know. Good old Cal. A little bit of nepotism there, but uh, you know he wasn't. He's no Matt Dunnigan, right? And no. that team, they destroyed us. You know, they beat they us. They threw like for seven hundred and fifteen yards that against us. That was the year during the regular season. Yeah. They killed yeah. us. Yeah. 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 So, you know, if you talk, I mean, there's always like regrets and near misses and coulda, woulda, shoulda. But you know, I'm just really glad that we got our names on that trophy. You know, I mean, yep. Glenn and I will always be linked forever. You know, and our families will always. Yep. You know, have uh, my my our daughters are really close. They grew up together and uh, they keep in touch. And you know, it really is. Uh, it's pretty special. So. All right, this year's uh, Eskimos. They lost the East final for the second year in a row. They were six and three at the midway point, and then had to fight for a playoff spot. They didn't get in last year. This year they did. Uh, Jason Moss was in last night for the coaches show. You know, he said we're there's discussions. There's no commitment from either side about what's happening. Uh, Next year, uh, Glenn, I'll start with you. Just, you know, you, you see kind of this year's team, maybe some of the same issues they've had they had last year as well. Uh, I mean, you see it totally different than someone like I will. Or maybe you don't. But what you know what? <clears throat> I think in order to uh, win a championship, you have to have some adversity. Mm -hmm. 
and I, I think I think with the Edmonton Eskimos, I mean they they're they're so used to having a winning tradition that it's it's you know when they when they get hit with a little adversity when you get injuries and and key positions and that sort of thing, sometimes it's hard to figure out how to deal with that, and. Uh, you know, so you, there's so much. There's there's 12 guys on a, on a field at any given time, but I mean, you got to have the right mix and chemistry throughout the whole team. You got to have the right kind of characters and that sort of thing. And you need the leadership to be able to help get over those types of, of adversities. And, and I th- I just think maybe they they might have struggled with that a little bit. Um, and uh, uh, thus, you know, I mean, all I wanted to see was. Put a couple of games together. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that game against Montreal was so much fun to watch uh, as a football fan, not not as someone who used to play football, as a football fan. That, that was spectacular to watch what, what the Eskimos were doing in that game against a very good Montreal Alouette team. Um, but I think they were just, you know, I, I just think Hamilton outclassed them. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they, they beat them in every aspect of that football game. Yeah, you know, all the good teams that uh, we had here in Edmonton all had one thing in common, is they had strong re- leadership, you know, and everybody talks about Jason, and they talked about the penalties and all that, and that's pretty easy, it's very obvious, but I think one of the less obvious things about this team is that, you know, when you lose a guy like Simeon, Rotier, you lose a guy like Justin Sorensen, like, and, those, and then the younger guys step in. It's hard for the younger guys to really kind of find their voice, and I think that they kind of, they're sort of in a, in a, in a transition right now, and I would argue that mm-hmm. this team is in better shape this year mm-hmm. than they were last year at this point. Really? And I think that they have, they're only a few pieces away and I think it's because of the things they've gone yeah, through. And, and I think, and that's, I'm glad you brought that up, Glenn, because um, the, what they went through this year was very difficult. You know, they were, they were labeled a lot of different things, and I think that they're, they, they know what they're up against and they know what they need to correct going into next year. They have a pretty good solid nucleus of guys. They just need to tighten up the back end on defense, find an, a receiver that can run, you know, stress the defense, and then find a returner and then maybe fine-tune their offensive tackles there. But they've got a solid nucleus of guys like Beard's good inside there. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, O'Donnell is like huh? rapidly turning into one of the elite linemen in the league, you know. So, I mean, they've got the leadership pieces in there. Now they've just got to find the complementary guys on the outside. There's, there, there's a lot of guys on the team that I think would qualify uh, for most improved players. Yeah. Um, and and David have. Beard is, yeah, is Beard, one of those Beard guys. Guy. I mean, yeah. I mean, he he came in very green and has taken over that whole offensive line. I mean, he's the quarterback on that offensive yeah. line, uh, being the center, and that's not an easy position. No. I mean, uh, we were very fortunate to have Rod Connup uh, as our uh, the anchor, yeah. the governor, and. Uh, so we were spoiled that way because I mean, he, he, he I've never, I've never seen anyone go through playing football so laid back as yeah. as Rod Connup because well, he, he was just so Warren good at Boone it. To Matt Dunnigan, to Damon Allen, to Tracy M, to you know, Danny we, we went through he, for 16 years, you know, mm-hmm. and and we had that leadership. So you don't replace that. You so know? Ne- it sounds to me neither one of you guys are, are blow it up and rebuild it. Then no, the offseason I don't think for the it's a no. blow it up thing. I, I you know. You can say whatever you want about Jason. I mean, teams have a tendency to take on the personality of their head coach. You know? mm-hmm. and, and I think that the knock on Jason right now is that he's emotional. And I think that the players are, you know, in some way sort of mimicking what they see. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe there's some truth to that. But I think that Jason's a great football mind. And I think mm-hmm. it would be 
I would be sad to see him go. I know there's plenty of people that would argue with me on that, but okay, if you leave, if he leaves, who are you replacing him with, right? Right. I, I worry. Like, look at Rick Campbell. He could be headed out to the coast, and then what? He like, could be going to bring, Washington State University. Like, yeah. Are you going to bring in a guy like a Mar- Marcel Belfield? You know, I mean, he's already a scout. Like, he's not a scout. He's a coach. So, you know, I, I'm sure that uh, Bach has an idea of like what he's going to do based on how the dominoes fall, because. In some ways, I guess being done earlier is an advantage because you have first dibs on some of these guys, you know. And the coaching salary cap is going to make things pretty difficult, you know. Like teams yeah. have to. That's something I Thank think you, that Chris the league shot that. themselves in the foot with, you know. I yeah. mean, if you argue with players, be like, "Well, coaches are making so much money." I'm like, "Yeah, but if you put them on a salary cap, you're going to lose a lot of expertise yeah. through the NFL and the NCAA." Absolutely. So I'm not sure you really want to go that route. You're going to have a lot of first year players freshly re- retired being position coaches now, and that, that's not always a good thing, you know. So. All right, we're in, we're in the last couple minutes, and, th- and thanks again for coming in, guys. It, it, it's great to see you. So I got I got to put you on the spot uh, about uh, thirty seconds each, no if problem. you can. I know, uh, Glenn. I'll start with you. Sunday, give me a couple of keys and and your prediction. Well, uh, I'll say this, and we do this every year before the season kicks off. Uh, my family, um, we have to pick who we think is going to win the Grey Cup, and I chose the Winnipeg Blue Bombers before the season kicked off. And uh, I think the key right there is, is again, what Jed and I have been talking about with the team that we had in 93. They have a great team of character. I mean, and they've got a great coaching staff that really believe in, in doing what they're doing, and, and they're doing it well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a firm believer in I, – I was never a fan of having that uh, bye week I was always, because of what we did, I mean, we rolled through, mm-hmm. although being very cold back in 93 for the Western final Boy, at 43 yeah. below, that's kind of chilly. Yeah. Um, but the, but I'm a firm believer in, in keeping it rolling. Yeah. I think we won nine games in a row that year we when did. we won the Grey Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, or we beat Calgary and I, and, I, and I think the team with the strongest Canadians always win the gray cup and 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 i and i'm having a harder time figuring out who who the canadians are unless they announce it on tv but uh i, I really like that trevor or trevor Harris. no not trevor harris andrew harris, andrew harris, harris sorry harris. uh but uh, I've, I've always liked him and i think i think if if they can Get him rolling and get him rolling early. I think Winnipeg have a great chance. Jed, quickly. Uh, I'm calling Winnipeg because they've got Willie Jefferson. Uh, and, and, and here's one that people don't really, these guys blown under the radar, but oddly enough, Mike Miller. That's right. Yeah. He's had a CFL record, tied a CFL record this year with seven tackles and seven special team tackles in one game. So he's a guy that quietly will draw a double team, which means somebody's going to be free. So, I mean, there's lots of little things, little plot lines in there mm-hmm. that maybe people have. And the obvious thing is that Hamilton's, you know, 15-3 and three and, and so on and so forth. But I, I, I think that Winnipeg, they went in and punched Calgary in the mouth, and then they went into Saskatchewan and held them to, you know, they – goal line stand in the five yard line yeah. mm-hmm. you just don't see that you know and so this team is quietly putting together quite the run and i i'm gonna put my money on uh, winnipeg so you guys are great uh we got to do this again it's always a pleasure to see uh both of you there's there's never enough time but but thank you so much for coming in thanks, thanks for, for having, having us Reed. yeah appreciate it jed roberts and glenn harper we'll go down to calgary morley scott has travis lule when we get back awesome
with Jed Roberts and Glenn Harper in studio. 1993 Grey Cup champions with the Edmonton Eskimos. Hamilton and Winnipeg will fight it out for the Cup on Sunday. Our Grey Cup feature presented by Crystal Glass and Jiffy Lube. Morley Scott talking to a guy who is a pretty great player himself, former BC Lion Travis Lule. Kind of a weird situation for this Grey Cup. Two teams with their, I don't know if you want to call them backup quarterbacks. I don't think you can call them that anymore, but two teams without their starting quarterbacks in the Grey Cup. It's kind of a weird situation. Yeah, it really is. Kind of definitely different scenarios for both guys, but yeah, unique. And you wouldn't have guessed it at the beginning of the year, but uh, I think you're right to say. I think Dane Evans has grown out of the backup title. I think I, I thought last week his performance in the Eastern Final, and I said this earlier, like the, the, when I saw him playing earlier in the summer, he looked like a first time starter a little bit less sure of himself making some you know t- and untimely mistakes in the east final last week he looked sharp he's stepping into throws drilling it and it was good to see that on the other side of the ball from zach caleros too like uh, we've seen it's been a kind of a weird run for him the last year and a half injuries shoot not knowing if are we ever going to see zach caleros play again and here he is the starting quarterback of the winnipeg blue bombers like who'da, who'da guessed it and he's lining up against a team that he had some good ups and some downs against so uh makes for great storylines for the quarterbacks Worst situation for Hamilton, a team that's built to win and your starting quarterback goes down in the first third of the year. They didn't miss a beat, though, with Evans. And I think that you talked about how well he's played at the end of the year, but he stepped right in and played well. He did, and it was so disheartening for for me and all all of the CFL to to lose a guy like Jeremiah Masoli, who's just become one of the premier players in the league, right, and was up for MOP last year and all that. So, yeah, I think everybody kind of went, ah, what does this mean for Hamilton? And I think they were excited about Dane Evans, and they knew they had him in the works but you never really know until a guy gets handed the, the keys like that and so what I thought I thought the and I you know I'd said this earlier in the week I thought the organization the, the offensive play calling defense special teams everybody stepped up to support him really well in those first couple starts because there were times where it was a little bit shakier there was a game at BC Place that I took in in the summer where I think it was a 13 to 10 yeah. where Hamilton was not the Hamilton that we're seeing of late um, but he grew through those moments everybody supported him lifted him up and he's he's played at a, an elite level so I think he's rewarded the club for their little bit of patience with him and, uh, and their guidance so it's it's really been cool to see him grow up. Zach Claris you touched on him a little bit I think the, everybody in the league cheering for him when he came back because it's been such a <laughs> difficult process not just this year especially this year but in years past with the injuries even going back to I think it was 2015 when he right. hurt the knees he's had a he's a guy who hasn't got a lot of good breaks in his career. Yeah you know yeah, I know I can relate to Zach's story a lot and we um, well, you know we we share some mutual connections so I've, I've had a chance to talk with Zach here and there um, and even even hearing from from those people along the way like I didn't know what was going to come of Zach obviously I was never inside his head but I know it's tough going through those injuries and the things that you're thinking about and especially with him having some some head injuries I know there was a lot uh, a lot of things to take into consideration for a guy like you said in that 2015 season he was probably the runaway MOP candidate before he went down with an ACL and so um, so yeah so for him I know he's been really stoic and downplaying it and it's bigger than him and it's about the week but we know this is a cool moment for Zach I know I know what it's like to come back from an injury and and to be back out on the field and to be playing well again and respected by your peers and teammates and that's that's an exciting thing and clearly he's exactly what Winnipeg needed at the right time and he's their third starting quarterback which is another thing that you don't see I think the Eskimos in 2015 would have been the last team to have three quarterbacks start a game during the regular season and get to the Grey Cup game that's tough to do too a lot of adversity around that Winnipeg team because of it there really is and I think uh, speaks to how unified Winnipeg's locker room is. Uh, and you've heard good things over the years about um, the way those guys are tight 
the way O'Shea kind of handles his group, and I think this year is a perfect example of that because it would have been easy for those guys to. And, and frankly, it, it started to happen, but the way they pulled themselves back together because they were I think they were seven and two when when Matt Nichols went down, and you know now it was Chris Trevola time, and he was finding his way, and they had to kind of shift their offense, and you know they had a, a bit of a losing spell for the, you know the last whatever it was seven eight weeks of the season, and but they really tightened up at the end. Obviously, have looked really good on two road playoff games, and you just can't do that if you don't have a unified room. How's the year been for you? Your first year after retirement, tough for you to because you, you kind of you want to be around the game, but that probably was tough for you to be around the game and be so close to everybody in Vancouver. Yeah, you know it. It probably worked for the better for me for the most part. Uh, I, I when the season started, I kind of validated my decision to have retired. Like I knew I was done. I didn't. I didn't feel the urge to be out on the field. That being said, I was still working for the organization and around the football team, so I still maintained some of those relationships that I had with the guys in the locker room and the coaching staff. Uh, being able to, you know, promote the club, sell the club, something that I, I, I care a lot about and to be in the community kind of uh, see how can I help this organization through a completely different lens uh, was, it was it was fun and rewarding for me. You know, obviously the, uh, the Lions had a tough year, but that happens in pro football. You you, you know that's part of the deal when you're in pro sports. Um, so, I, you, know, you know, for me on a personal level, I had a, I had a good, rewarding year, even though it wasn't a great year in the win column for the Lions. Who are you calling on Sunday? This, I, I love this matchup because the last few years it's been closer to like you know Calgary has seemed like a heavy favorite so it's always been like uh, the underdog they can win but they got to do X Y and Z now this is more this is closer to a 50-50 game to me and uh, I'm just going to default to the fact that Hamilton was 15 and three in the regular season they were probably the best team throughout uh, so I'm, I'm giving them a slight edge in this game on Sunday Travis appreciate your time thanks very much appreciate it. Travis Lule with Morley Scott in Calgary, our Grey Cup feature courtesy Jiffy Lube and Crystal Glass. Face-off show coming up after the 7 o'clock news and weather. Oilers against the Kings. Adam Larson returns. Thanks to our friends at Furnace Family. Experience the Furnace Family difference. Your furnace replacement specialist with over 500 five-star Google reviews. Call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports. My name is Reed Wilkins. Getting into hockey. Coming up. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.